I was going to say take a seat, but everyone's clearly already done that. Good to, good to be here. If we haven't met before, my name's Ryan and, and part of the team here and uh, just looking forward to, to having a great morning together as we, we continue. Uh, our Being the Church you know, series and, and what does it look like uh, for us today in, in our context to be the church. And so we're going we're gonna to dig in uh, to the Word of God today. And one of the, the great ways, uh, I guess, of learning to be the church, obviously looking into the Word of God, but particularly there's a series of, of, of books written by Paul that are actually letters to the church. And they're a great way of want to know more about what it looks like to be the church and a lot of what the, the, the early church faced and what they went through and how they navigated forming this this move that we, we are now a part of is these letters that Paul was writing. They're, they're letters of instruction. Uh, sometimes they're, they're letters of encouragement. Sometimes they're, they're uh, a little bit more kind of not so encouraging, more kind of like, you know, a bit of rebuking there. Uh, but they're, they're a great way of kind of looking at what the, the early church looked like, what they went through. And as Paul mentored a lot of these young leaders and early churches that he, he sent through, uh, these instructions that, that you know, were very much about what they were going through then and there. But the more we kind of dig through them, you, you realize that what was then and there is, is so much of that is applicable to us today. It's going to look different. It's going to roll out different. But there's some timeless principles in, in these scriptures that are going to help us unpack what it looks like to be the church. And so today, uh, we're going to jump straight into our, into our verses in Thessalonians. <clears throat> and our verse is going to be 1 Thessalonians 1, verse 1 to 10 this morning. So we're going to, we're going to have a look at those. And it says, Paul, Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in all our prayers. We remember before our God and the Father the work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit and deep conviction. You know how we lived among you for your sake. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. And, you became, and so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The Lord's message rang out from you, not only in Macedonia and Achaia. Your faith in God became known everywhere. Therefore, we do not need to say anything about it, for they themselves report what kind of reception you gave us. They tell us how you turn to God from idols to serve the living, true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the coming wrath. You know, Paul writes this letter. This is the introduction to his letter, the, the greeting, if you will, out of this letter that he writes to the early church. And he, and he praises them for some things, and he's talking to them for some things, but the bit I just wanted to highlight at the beginning here is almost that bit at the end where he, where he talks about the word of what's happened to you has spread. It's spread everywhere. It's spread. We don't actually need to even say anything. People just know about it. You know, there's this, this vibe about this early church and, and they're a very young church and the reality of God turning their lives around and what had happened in that place had spread not just within their own community. If we're in our context, it's not like, you know, our city's heard of True North Church or... You know, maybe if you go as far as Mandra, maybe someone's heard of True North Church, or maybe in the southwest someone's heard of True North Church. What Paul's saying is it is spread to other cities. It has gone hundreds of miles. It has spread all over the place. The word of what God is doing amongst you has gone everywhere. And it's almost that saying that we have today. It's like your reputation precedes you. Like people know about them before anyone even needs to say anything. 
You know, we, we live in, in our day where first impressions are what count, don't they? You go to a job interview, often your first impression is what's going to count for you. In relationships, now you can, you can get, I'm not recommending this, but I've heard you can get apps where you can kind of look at people's profiles and kind of decide whether you want to date them or not by flicking your finger one way or the other. That's like a first impression before the first impression. You've got to make a good impression. But what we find from this church is that it's not about the first impression, that what God is doing amongst them is spreading everywhere. Like, I don't know if you've met someone and you kind of go, you know, they're, they're good at their craft or they're, they're, they're skilled at what they do, or maybe they're, they're really nice. And you meet them and you almost go, this is what I expected. Why? Because I know about you. Someone maybe have told you a story about what they've done, or, or maybe you've seen their accolades, someone famous maybe in their field, and, and you meet them and you're like, yeah, that's this is exactly what I thought I was going to get. It's this picture of the church being the church and doing what they're called to. And their reputation is, is spreading everywhere because God is moving amongst them. And I don't know about you, but when I think about our church, in our day, in our context, how good would it be not to pump up our own tires, but that if people heard the name True North Church, our reputation would precede us. The people would go, oh yeah, we know what you're about. You know, working for a church, I often will tell people, they ask me what I do, I'll tell them I'm a pastor. And of a, you know, I'm a pastor at a church. And they're like, what, what church? And I'm like, True North Church, have you heard of it? These are normally non-believers. No. I don't know why they ask, what church? Like, <laughs> they're not involved in any small world. Sometimes, what church? Oh, yeah, my, my auntie goes away. But they're like, no, I haven't heard of it. What kind of church is that? That's what they say. And I'll often then be trying to like have a de denominational reply, like, we're part of the Church of Christ. It's a bit like, have you heard of this? And try to explain it. But what I would love is, like, what church are you part of? True North Church. Oh, man, that's that church that we've heard about you because... What kind of church is that? Don't have to say, oh, you know, we're a part of the church. You know, we're a church that do this. And there are some things in this scripture that the Thessalonian church were absolutely getting right. That God was working amongst them and they were putting their hands to things. And there's a few key things that they're doing, a few key principles that I want to pull out today that I believe that it worked for, for them in their day. But if we were about these things and when we are about these things, and not saying our church is not, but when... We live by these things. Man, God can move amongst his people. And some of these things in here, I'm like, man, I, this is the kind of church I want to tell people I'm a part of. Not having to explain kind of, you know, we don't have pews and we don't like, but no, we're a church that are about these things. And the word would spread, not about us, but about the gospel that we're about. You know, word wasn't spreading about the Thessalonians being so good and, you know, they had the best setup in town and, you know, they had all of these things. It was what God was doing amongst them, the radical move of God amongst them that spread. The words weren't even needed. You didn't even need to be like, hey, have you, like, people just knew. Have you heard of the Thessalonians? Yeah, let me tell you about them. Words spread everywhere. And so what are these things that they did? And I want to just pull a few out here today for us. The first one is this. They had a work produced by faith. Their work was produced by faith. You know, a lot of the, the time is in talking in the days, you know, is it, is it about faith or is it about works? Is it about... It's not about what we can do for the, the kingdom, but our faith should inspire us to want to do things. You know, in our, in our world, you think about your life today, think about my life today. We, we all work and it's all produced by something. The things that we put our hand to, it's all, but the job that we have, often it's because we need money. 
So I need money, I need to pay my bills, I need to feed my family, I need to do, I, I'm going I'm to work. What job I choose might be produced by my interests. Uh, what job's going to be best for me? Which one do I like the most? The, th- the hobbies that we have are obviously often going to be produced by the things that we enjoy doing. I'm going to choose this, I'm going to choose to do that because it's producing something in me that I like. And there isn't anything wrong with that. But what they're saying this church was about is that the work that they did as a church was produced by their faith. That the deep conviction that they had, the, the, the Holy Spirit that had moved through them, the, the reality that they had turned from their culture, they had turned from their sin, they had turned from everything that they kind of knew to, to, to walk towards Jesus. That there was this faith in them that it inspired them to do work. Now, I'm not saying tomorrow you need to go tell your boss I'm quitting because it's not, your job doesn't inspire my faith. That's not it. But God's people should be known that we do things because of what Jesus has done in us. That what Jesus has done in us would cause us to want to do things for the kingdom. That we would want to do work for the kingdom. That we would want to make a difference for the kingdom because our values have now shifted from where they were to where they are now. And that that would continue to grow in us. That the faith that we have in Jesus Christ, the change that it has brought to our lives would change the way we do things. To a degree, it would change what we're passionate about. It would change the way we go about our day to day. Why? Because he's made a difference in our lives. What's different about the church to to everything else is faith in Jesus Christ. There are hundreds of clubs that we'll meet today all around our city doing all different things. You know what's different about this gathering here? Is we're gathered around Jesus Christ. We're not gathered around surfing. We're not gathered around swimming. We're not gathered around sport. We're not... We gather around the name of Jesus Christ. And as a collective, that name that we're gathering around should produce work in us, produce the desire of work in us that is different to anything else. Work produced by faith. The second thing that you see is that, yes, they had work that was produced by their faith, but they had a labor that was prompted by love. The work that they did was out of love. Love for, for one another. You know, it's the, the word in there used, and you would have, many of you would have heard this, this translation before, is it's an agape love, is the, the translation of the word in there that they're referring to for love. That that word love is, is actually, it's, it's selfless love. It's a, a love that would cost something. It's a love that would cause you to take the eyes off yourself and put them onto somebody else that might cost you something that might be hard, that might sometimes be difficult. But they did it out of love. You know, God's people should be people who are known as people who love. That love for one another, that love for people, that the love that we receive from Christ should prompt us to do work out of that love for people that the way that we would engage with each other as a community would be loving. Oh man, if what, what church do you go to? I go to True North Church. Oh man, that church, they love people. I went there one time, or I know someone that went there one time, and everyone just loved them. The way that we would serve one another would show love. Remember a, little, a few years ago, kind of being a youth pastor and a a dad of a, a kid who didn't go to our church, like the kid came to our church, he came through a schools program and had been coming for a while and our team just did a great job of kind of embracing him and, and loving him and looking after him and 
his dad called our reception and asked for a meeting with me. I was like, oh gosh, like, these, these meetings normally only kind of go one way. And he's this big bloke, and he comes walking down the hallway, and he sits down in my office. I'm like, well, at least he sat down, so I'm not going to get a hiding. This is excellent. I sat by the door in case I needed to make a break for it. And he sits down, and he just starts telling me his life story. And I'm like, okay, this is not at all relevant to your child and what he's been, what's been happening at youth. And, and, I, and I said, how can, how can I help? Like, where are, we, where are we heading here? And he goes, I've just seen how my son being in this community has changed his entire life. How people loving on him have, has changed who he is. And he goes, my life is just so kind of bad at the moment. I need some of that. And I was like, what? No, never been to our church before. Never, didn't even drop him off. A kid comes, on, comes and goes on buses. Wouldn't have any idea what happens in the program. Wouldn't know who the leaders are. Wouldn't know about the, necessarily the praise and worship. And the, he wouldn't be able to tell you what was preached on that day. And knowing that kid, he's not really going home and giving his dad much. Like, what'd you do at youth tonight? Most of your parents would have experienced that. We played games, you know. They were fun. There was more than the games. He sang some songs. It was good, whatever. He didn't have the, the greatest relationship with his kid. But what his dad could see from a distance was there were people that were loving him and it was making a difference in his life. There were people obviously picking him up and taking him there and taking an interest in his life. So much so that he recognized that the church just loved his kid and he was cool with it. No question about, you know, what's your doctrine and, and all these different things. It was literally just, I, I appreciate what you're doing for my kid. Is there a way I can get some of that? I think I need some of that in my life. There are a group of people who are laboring by love for a young person, and word was able to spread. I'd love to have that picture of our church of, man, they just do things because they love people. Man, the church of true north, you just know that they love people. That everything they do is because they, they love people, and they serve one another, and they serve others. That when we're out in our, our workplace, we would do things that show love to people because Christ has loved us. But not just a, you know, not just like a, I love you, like, well, hey, your hair looks good today, you know, being encouraging. That stuff's really good. But the, the love that's being talked about this is that love that serves people. It might cost you something. It might cost you your time. It might cost you some resource. It might cost you some money. Maybe it's buying lunch. Taking someone out for a coffee. Taking them out for breakfast. Walking with them. Giving your time to them. Serving one another. Love right now that there's a group of adults outside, all wearing black t-shirts, by the way. Interesting choice for today. <laughs> but what are they doing? They're just loving our kids. Letting them splash in the water, water slides, inflatables. There's all kinds of stuff going on out there. I was tempted to shimmy out there and go for a water slide. <laughs> the reality is that what they're out there not for any other reason other than they love our kids. And so they're there to serve them. And these kids come and they're going to have a great experience and a great time. Because some people have made a choice to go outside in, in, the, in the heat, in black t-shirts, and put on a splash party. Labor by love. So you've got this work that is produced by faith. You've got labor by love. And the last one is this. It's endurance inspired by hope. You know, what you, you see in the text of this church is that it wasn't just word was spreading about them, but they were going through some tough times. The church, early church, were persecuted 
you know, put in prison, beaten, all, all, all of these things. In fact, it was a very difficult time. And so they've got to choose this, this faith that is countercultural to, to everything that's going on in their city. They're, they're turning from literal idols to follow Christ. It wasn't popular. They're choosing to love and serve one another with the risk that they could be put in prison. But Paul talks about them having this, this endurance that is inspired by the hope in Jesus. You know, or I, in my life, I can see that these things do play out. I can see it in our church that these things play out. That we are a group of people who gather around the name of Jesus. That we have faith, that we do things because of our faith, that our lives are different because of our faith. And see that we serve one another, that because of Christ's love in us, we love others. But what I sometimes will struggle to reconcile is that I don't always want to do that. Sometimes it's not easy to do that. Sometimes I'll be going through a challenge and then suddenly I don't feel like loving my neighbour or loving that person or serving that person or rocking up today to, to do this or producing work because of my faith because it's not always easy. Sometimes it's easier just to not do those things. Sometimes the, the challenge can be you're in the middle of doing these things and, and something bad happens or something difficult occurs or, or, or someone doesn't treat you the same way you thought you were, were going to, whatever it might be, that we hit these obstacles. And we're not in a place, it's easy to read this and gloss over and go, oh, well, we're not in a place of persecution, so that doesn't kind of apply to us. But the reality is whenever there's a move of God and God's doing things amongst his people, there's resistance to that. And so when you're doing things through faith and, and love for others and making a difference for the kingdom, there's going to come a sticking point where it needs some endurance. And that could be as simple as, I'm tired today and I don't feel like going about that, but getting up and doing it anyway. Right through to, I'm going through something that's challenging this faith that I have. And it's difficult. But because my hope is not found in earthly things, but it's found in Jesus, I'm going to endure with it anyway. And I'm going to push through. And I'm going to trust Jesus. And I'm going to trust God. And I'm not going to give up. And not just giving up your faith, but giving up all the things that Christ wants to do in your life and not quitting. I look at the, the church and go, that's so inspiring that despite all they would go through, where it would be easier probably just to blend in and not bring any attention to yourselves, maybe even just to gather quietly and not draw any attention to the fact that you're a part of this church because of what might happen to them if they did. They went, no, because our hope is not in the world and it's in Jesus, we're going to do it anyway. We're going to serve one another in love. We're going to continue to allow our faith to grow and, and work out of that faith. And no matter what we go through and no matter what happens, we're going to endure because our hope is in Jesus. And I, and I don't know where you might find yourself today or where your journey of faith is at or where your life is at. And maybe you do feel like you're at a bit of that crossroad or maybe it is difficult for you right now. Maybe it is a hard time. I want to encourage you to put your hope in Jesus. And realize that that's where true hope and life comes from. If we put our things, our hope in the things of the world, it's always going to let us down. If you put your hope in the reserve bank, I'm sorry, but apparently six more times they might let us down. You know, the reality is if your, your hope is in your job and one day it's gone, 
it's going to go. If your hope is in people, in relationships only, and something rocks that boat, it's going to be difficult. But man, when our hope is in Jesus, who never changes, who's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. That's why I love reading these texts. I go, man, the, the context of where we live in, in 2023 is so different to these people. But you know what? The hope that they had is the same hope that I have. The hope that brought them out of persecution is the same hope that brings me out of my difficult times. We place our hope in Jesus and it builds endurance. And we walk together, not just in good times as a community, but we walk together in difficult times. Encouraging each other to keep our hope in Jesus. Man, when you hear those things, that's what makes me go, no wonder people were hearing about what was happening amongst them. Does that, make, does that stir anything up in anybody else? In me, I just go, man, that's, that's the picture of the church. When someone asks me what kind of church I go to, that's what I want to tell them. We're a group of people that are shaped by faith, but we labor and we love one another and we serve one another. And you know what? When difficult things happen, you know where we put our faith? In something that doesn't let us down. And as a community, to live that out together. We can go out in our world and we can all represent True North Church, and we can represent the kingdom. And that's so important. I've, the church spends more time scattered than it does gathered. Six days more most of the time. But, you know, it wasn't the, the reputation of the individuals in this church, in, in the Thessalonian church. Oh, you know what? When they're in their workplace. Oh. And I'm sure they were doing those things. And I can do lots of different things individually in my week, and you can too, but there is something so powerful about what happens when the church is together? And for us, there's the, the direct thing that we can do to kind of show this out, I, I believe, is, is, is being a part of a, a team here at Trinal. So many of us already are. But to go, I'm going to take the, the gifts that, that God has given me and I'm going to love one another to use those. But you know, you came in today and there's a chair there to sit on. Someone put that out. You know, our team have already so beautifully led us in, in worship today. They got here early and they prepared that. You know, some of you are watching online. There's people sitting backstage looking at a screen, helping that be possible today. And we do these things because we love one another. I, I met with someone um, this week that doesn't go to our church, coincidentally, and uh, based on our, our reputation, was like, hey, can I, can I catch up with you and just want to talk about some things happening in the community? And so we're having this chat, and she's like, what's the, what's the deal with your carols? And I was like, what? She's like, can you explain that to me? Like, who, who does the music? Oh, I'm like, oh, I, like, we do. She's like, no, like, I know you guys put it on, but who does it? I'm like, we do. <laughs> Not me, I can't sing. I said, it's done. Come on now. <laughs> Someone needs to learn to love. Uh, you know, the, the reality is I can't, but we've got plenty of people who can, and they do that. And you know what they do is they practice for months to make it sound good for people. They don't get paid. I said, and then I just kept going. I was like, I'm on a tangent. Now, you know, you know the bins that go out. You know, people wheel those bins out. The, the lines that get marked, the entire thing besides kind of a couple of things that we need professionals for, like first aid and a couple of other things, are done by volunteers. Not for, not for, we're not promoters that like charge tickets to get, we're doing this because we love people. And she was like, that's amazing. 
let's partner together and do a few other things. Because you guys are about the community and that's what we're about. And, and we are known as a church that love our community. But the reality is, wouldn't it be great that every time someone walked onto this block, from the car park all the way through, to going back to the car park, they felt loved. That they were able to experience who Jesus is because our love pointed them in that direction. You know, those, those big events we do, like, like carols and those things, are, are, are a great picture of the church coming together and doing something incredible. But you know what? Every week we're coming together for God to do something incredible amongst us. And I look across our church and this room and the amount of gifts and talents that, that God has placed in this room, in this place, in our church. So go, wouldn't it be amazing that every single week we continue just to build this reputation for ourselves that says, man, they labor by love. And the best way I reckon we do that is we do it together. And so my encouragement out of out of this time and out of this scripture is if you're on a team, that's incredible and, and, and keep going with that. Keep loving people, encourage you to keep doing that. If you're in a place where right now you're, you're not on a team, just encourage you to explore that. To go, what would it look like for me to be a part of this community where I labor by love? My experience of, of being in this church and being on teams for, for a number of years now is that those teams that I've been on and the, the time that I've spent there have done way more for me in my life than I've probably done for anyone else. But coming around a group of people and, and, and doing stuff together, putting out chairs, whatever it might be, building relationship, the things I've learned through those times, the people that have poured into my life, the things that have happened as a result of being on those teams, I guarantee you have done way more in my formation as a Christ follower than what I've probably done for anybody else. But we don't do it for that, but that's how God shapes us. As we learn to labor by love, we learn more about how much he loves us. Others come around us. And so tomorrow, it is Sunday today, so tomorrow is Monday. I'm just getting my bearings. We're going to have some team nights this week. And tomorrow night, we're going to have one here. And so for everybody who's on a team here already, this is for you to be at. This is where we kind of get going for the year. Hear about kind of what's coming up, what's ahead. We encourage one another. We have dinner together. Have a great time gathered as a team, the team here at Trinity. But I just would love to extend an invitation to you. If you're not on a team, come along. Come and hear about what it looks like to be on a team at Trinity. What it looks like to labor by love here at Trinity. What it looks like to use the gifts and talents that God has given you to invest into what he is doing here. And so no pressure. We're not going to trap you into joining a team because I guarantee you, you'll just want to. No. But you could come along, have dinner, meet some people. If you're, if you're new to True North, maybe you've not been here for very long, encourage you, come along. Find out what it's about. Find out what it could look like for you to be on a team, be a part of the team here at True North. Because I guarantee you, God will use you to make a difference in a way that you probably didn't know was possible. But also, he'll do some things in your life that maybe you didn't deem were possible. You'll get to know some people. You'll build relationships. And as we continue to do that week in, week out, we'll be building this, this reputation for us as a church, I believe, that will go before us. Just like it did in this day. That we could be a group of people that have our work produced by faith, that labor by love. And then no matter what we're going through, we endure together 
because we hope, have our hope in Jesus Christ. Could I pray for us? Lord, I thank you for this picture of the church. Lord, that this picture for the church all those years ago of what it looks like to live out this faith together is as relevant today as it, as it was back then. And that, Lord, you call your church to love one another, to serve one another, to endure together. And Lord, we thank you that our hope is in you, that our hope is not in the things of this world, but our hope is found in you. And so, Lord, we pray that you would continue to grow and build us as your church. You would continue to give us opportunities to serve and love one another, to have opportunities to serve and love our community. Lord, that when people think of True North Church, they'll be known as a, a group of people that follow you, that have had their lives changed by who you are, and that we love one another. And Lord, we can carry that hope that we have in you, and we can see that word spread to our families, to our communities, to our city, because of what you're doing in and through your people. So Lord, this morning, we give you all the honour and all the glory. We thank you for who you are. Thank you that we can have our faith in you. We praise you, Lord. Amen. We're going to.